Today on the Dynasty Rewind, we make some tough dynasty decisions. Come on and hang out, starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. Hi, Nate. Hey, Mike. Go Ravens. Starting off the season 1-0, baby. <laughs> Lost some players, though. Yes, and we'll be talking about some of them. And also joining us today, we got Chev Nooney. Chev, what is good, my friend? Woo, go football. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Injuries oh, man. already... Like it's Aaron Rodgers. We got J.K. Dobbins going out for the season. <sighs> it's rough stuff. It's fun times, stuff. though. Fun times. I mean, we're nonstop football. Like it's literally every single day. I told my wife goodbye last weekend for 18 weeks. It felt yeah. terrible to say, but she knows the drill. It's yeah. time to focus in and lock in. And, and we got the Debbie players getting updated in our notion, Ooh. too. So if you don't have Patreon, Mike. Tell these boys how to get there because it's going to be looking nice in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. You want to select the $10 tier because that's where you get the whole shebang of bang. And I'll tell you what, uh, Jenna has a shirt that says, it's an Eagle shirt that says, I married into this. So I'm listening to what she was getting into. We should make a shirt for the ladies of our patrons, like Mrs. Hofspur, for example, can have a shirt that says, I married into this and have the Patreon logo right on there. So you know what you're getting into. That's a decision that we have to make as providers of merchandise. (laughs) And now we fill you in on some very tough dynasty decisions. So week one, we're already Mm. making tough calls. I didn't think it would happen this fast. Here we are. I will say this, um, you know, prayers up for Aaron Rodgers really sucks that you tore your Achilles. I will say this, though. There is one league where I did not have a second quarterback in a super flex league, but I had Zach Wilson on the bench. So, no, I do have. There you go. And, no, I'm not trading him. (laughs) I might need him. So, what are we doing with J.K. Dobbins? Start up right there. (sighs) Buying, selling, holding, avoiding. I think at this point I might just be avoiding. Nate? Uh I'm I'm avoiding Mike, and it hurts to say that. Um, yeah, because you know I've I've loved Dobbins since before he was a Raven. Was very excited for him to, to be drafted to the Ravens, not just as a fan, but also for fantasy football. Because yeah. you know, as one of the most efficient running backs, he went into an efficient offense. It was just like a match made in heaven. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he's had the injuries. Has mostly on the field. Looked good at the end of last year. Looked like he was ready for a big year this year. Um, and now that he's gone. For the season, I don't think he comes back to the Ravens. You know, this was the last year of his contract. He'll be a free agent after this year, which is just really unfortunate timing. And I'm sure he'll get a, you know, one-year prove-it kind of deal uh, for a team. But do I believe in J.K. Dobbins coming off what was a knee injury that, you know, was re-aggravated last year and took him out for more games and this Achilles injury on top of it? Um, unfortunately, I'm, I'm just avoiding Dobbins at this point. Um, if I am looking to pick him up, you know, I'm like a rebuilding team that is looking a year or two down the road. Um, if I can get him for a third round pick, I will. I think that might be doable later. Not right now. Yeah. No one's going to share right third right now. But give it a couple of weeks, and once people realize, oh man, Dobbins is is cooked, then you you probably can pick him up for a third round pick. 
Yeah, for sure. Like you said, now is not the time. You, When a player gets injured, right then and there is not the time to try to go after them. Now, there's going to always be the manager that wants to just unload mm-hmm. this guy's toast, get him off my roster, and then maybe you can make a good deal. But I think like probably I would not wait until the offseason to try to acquire him if you were going to because, you know, no. he starts rehabbing and doing well. People see that, then they, they plant their flags. Like towards the end of the fantasy season. Like week 10. People, what's that? Week 10, in the middle yeah. of the season when people are not at all focused. When they're like, oh, I still season. have J.K. Dobbins on my IR. They forget that he's even there. That's when you go after J.K. Dobbins. Yep. For sure. All right. So um, we talked about what kind of, you know, what, so you would, would you also take a third round pick for him if you had him? De- I guess that depends on your team makeup, right? Yeah. I mean, if I have him, it's, it's hard to move off of him for a third round pick, but at the same time, if if I just think that he's cooked, you know, I'll take the third round pick. If it's a twenty four third round pick and it's mid at best, I, I would consider it. Um, I don't think I'm gonna get anything better than that for him. If I can get a second for him, I'm definitely moving. Even if yeah. it's a twenty twenty six second, you know, I'll take whatever I can get. Um, but if, if it's a if, third, he's gone for me. He's, yeah, he's gone. So Chev's just you're just kind of he has to. Let me ask you guys opinion. this. Let's just – we got two guys that had really good week ones, guys that we don't think are long-term solutions for their teams. Somebody comes and offers you either Kyron Williams or Tyler Algiers straight up. Right now for J.K. Dobbins, we're going off week one of the 2023 fantasy football season. Nate, what are you doing in that circumstance? Are you considering it? Are you saying this is wild? Miss me with that. If you yeah. Uh, miss me with Kyron Williams, okay. but I, I will take Tyler Algier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Chev, you agree with that as well? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I just think, you know, last year he showed. I think he was a 1,000-yard rusher last yeah. year. I mean, just because Bijan there, obviously they're going to keep feeding Algier some touches. So I don't hate it, man. I, I think he works well with that offense somehow, some way. Sad for Bijan not getting some of these lower touchdown looks. But, you know, Algier, he, he obviously has a role in that team. Yeah, he does. the The only way I think I would consider the Kyron Williams one straight up is if I had gone into the season with like Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins and Alvin Kamara was in my flex. Yeah. It's like, well, I need to start someone. So I want, you know I want to get a third in Kyron Williams. I'll give you Dobbins. Okay, yeah, I would, I would take that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chev, what? All right, you want to target a Raven running back? Which one? Melvin Gordon, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, Keaton Mitchell. What are, you, what are you doing here? And this is just disgusting now to even talk about because I really don't think any of them are going to be the lead touch getter of this offense. Keaton Mitchell right now is on the IR. I think Gus Edwards would be the guy that I'd probably go after. I think he has the most potential. I think Justice Hill is right after him. I think he showed some potential last week. He didn't have a whole lot of yards, but he had two touchdowns. So finding ways to get into the end zone is always good. And I think you follow that up with Melvin Gordon. Obviously, last week didn't have – he wasn't even on the team at that point. He was still on the practice squad and whatnot. But, you know, out of these three players, he probably holds the most value, I guess, pass catching. Neither of the running backs did it last week. Melvin has shown that he can do that. I know he's a little bit older. But at this point, I'm going with Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, Melvin Gordon. But I'm not looking at this offense – to go get one of these pieces. I think you have a quarterback in Lamar Jackson, who's going to be rushing enough, well enough as well. 
to be a good RB and QB in that offense to keep people off balance. But yeah, this is going to be a nasty backfield to have if you're trying to find fantasy points. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if if I really want to grab any of these guys. This might be a scenario where you look elsewhere. You know what I mean? Like um, people were stampeding for Noah Gray when Travis Kelsey was out. And um, you know what I mean? Isaiah Likely when Mark Andrews was out. Sometimes, sometimes the answer that you're looking for is not the one right in front of you. It's somewhere else. But I guess if I had to pick one, it would probably be Gus Edwards. I think he's going to be – I mean, he's done good things for this offense before. And then I guess Justice Hill after that. Keaton Mitchell's a guy that I'll, I'll grab and throw on some IRs here and there if I have room. Probably staying away from Melvin Gordon. By the way, Melvin Gordon one season over 1,000 rushing yards in 2017. It's been a minute. Since uh, Melvin Gordon's been really fantasy relevant, that'd be 2020 in Denver when he went for 986 and nine. Although 2021 in Denver, he went for 918 and eight, so not terrible. Um, I don't think he's 100% washed, but I would just look elsewhere. I mean, I'd probably Mm -hmm. try to. Well, you know, I saw on Twitter people like, go get Gus Edwards off waivers. Guys, when you see stuff like that, that's geared towards seasonal leagues. Gus Edwards isn't on waivers in dynasty leagues, I would assume, unless you have a really shallow bench. But I'd probably throw like twenty twenty five fab dollars out there for him if he was available on waivers, or I'd try to go grab him for a third round pick. It might take a little bit more to pry him away right now because the uh, J.K. Dobbins news just went down. So um, he's twenty eight years old too. So I don't know if like that's a piece you really want to just be throwing stuff at. That, that's kind I of worrisome. <laughs> I guess it depends too on where you're at with your team. You yeah, know sure, I mean? sure. So I mean, Gus Edwards has been a really productive back. For this team. Mm-hmm. So, also another running back that's never eclipsed a thousand yards rushing. <laughs> Season high is 723 in 2020. I guess we'll have a chance this year. So, that's a shot. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so, um, Nate, if you want to replace the production on a competitive team, what kind of running back are you grabbing instead at what cost? Yeah, I'm not paying up for a running back, um, not this early in the season. Um, I'm not moving my first. I talked about it in one of our early season strategy videos. You know, I don't want to move first early in the season. So I'm looking to plug this hole cheaply at first. And then uh, if I have to fix it with a bit more expensive piece, I'll do that later. Um, So right now I'm looking at – I do like Justice Hill. Um, Gus Edwards really didn't get much run until after the injury. Justice Hill was part of the game plan while J.K. Dobbins was in the game. Um, so I took it, I took notice of that. I didn't expect it, but justice Hill did get a majority of the workload there. Um, so I'm willing to go after him. Kyron Williams, another guy, super cheap, go after him on waivers. Maybe you throw like, um, a fourth round pick. Maybe you have to go with a late third. If you need mm-hmm. to pick him up. Um, James Connor, I think a guy we can all agree is a good value still. Um, yeah. I, I was looking on keep trade cut earlier today and his value has gone down, even though he played like 90% of the snaps for the Cardinals week one. I love that opportunity. I love that volume, even though it's not a good offense. If you're looking for just RB depth, he's a good guy to go get. Um, also, Tajay Spears gives you a little bit of the upside as well. Um, Tajay Spears, I've been up and down with him throughout the offseason because I loved him as a prospect. Didn't like the landing spot. Didn't like the fact that his knees were basically you know, ACL-less. <laughs> so was kind of off of him, but Tajay Spears played every single third down snap for the Titans this week. Mm-hmm. And that's opportunity right now. They like him there. He looked good in the preseason. 
we're going to go for Tajay Spears right now as uh, you know, a guy that might be able to give you some production at the RB spot that you, maybe other people aren't expecting just yet. Be careful this early in the season, too. Everybody stampeded to the waiver wire for Deion Jackson. 13 carries for 14 yards, Ooh. everybody, and uh, five catches for 14 yards. So that's a big – I'll take the five catches at least. James yeah, Conner had five, five catches. That's that's. We'll take those. Yeah, was it we'll for more that. than 14 yards? No. I think it was right around that, actually. Probably. And also, if you're doing a Keontae Ingram tracker, five carries for negative four yards. Yeah, it was a rough one for him. James Conner, five catches, eight yards. Eight yards. Impressive. Not, Impressive. not as good as that's, that's not as good as 14. Where is it? Not <laughs> There you go. It's for you, James Conner. All right, so let's talk about the elite of the elite. What are we doing with Kyle Pitts and, ladies and gentlemen, the 2022 wide receiver 31, Drake London. Mm. Here, let me show his highlight film real quick. And here we go. All right, welcome back, everybody. So now we're talking about what to do with Kyle Pitts and Drake London. That was the fastest highlight film ever. Nate, how many catches and how many yards and how many touchdowns did Drake London have this week? Um, let me check the stat sheet. I can barely even find him on there, Mike. He had one target, and that's it. It's the only thing that he registered other than a bunch of blocking on the sideline. Uh, I think he ran 90% of the routes. Uh, his yards per route run last year was phenomenal. Unfortunately, yards per route run, not really doing so well this year. Neither is his fantasy points. Um I know he put up a zero. I know other guys put up zeros. T. Higgins put up a zero. But T. Higgins got eight targets. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about yeah. T. Higgins putting up a zero. I'm worried about Drake London putting up a zero. And uh, I'm just going to get right into it because I've obviously been uh, very vocal over the offseason uh, about there how we don't hate players. We hate values. We don't like situations. It's not a good situation. I'm sorry that it took some of you until week one of the NFL season to figure it out. But Arthur Smith does not care about your fantasy team. He also doesn't care about Drake London or Kyle Pitts catching passes and trying to get paid either, apparently. So, look, Drake London, he's talented. He's a good receiver. He's picked top 10 in the NFL draft for a reason. But if you want to be productive on your fantasy team, it's not going to be on the Falcons under the uh, coaching of Arthur Smith. No. So, right now, if you're a competitive team, you need to be selling Drake London because this isn't going to get any better. You guys see Desmond Ritter out there. Um, he had – he actually had a decent completion rate, but I think he threw for 80 yards total. 115, 115 yards. 115. Sorry, Burrow what? was the one with 80 yards. <laughs> it's just a rough week one, man. Oof. Hey, you know, there's a lot of places that have bad weather, too. The Cincy and Cleveland mm-hmm. game, bad weather. The first half of the Eagles game was bad weather. No. Um, the Giants wish that there was some bad weather that they could blame for that. But, yeah, I mean. This one I, was I'm, in a dome, by the way, just a heads up. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, if I'm competing, you know, I want to get rid of Drake London. If I'm rebuilding, I'm going to get rid of Drake London even faster. Oh, see, if I'm rebuilding, I, I'm I'm willing to go after Drake London. It might not be right now. Unfortunately, I might have to wait a couple more weeks of us all watching this terrible thing happen um, <laughs> until I can go get a deflated value Drake London. But once I can get Drake London for a late 24 first, well, you know, like – somewhere around that value maybe i threw two seconds together in a player Mm -hmm. i'm willing to do that because like i said the talent's there but if i'm a rebuilding team i can wait a year or two for drake london to have a better situation and then reap the rewards i mean we've seen some players i'm not comparing drake london to aj brown but we saw aj brown with the titans 
And, and the first three years of his career, they were bottom five in pass rate mm-hmm. and pass attempts for the entire league. You know, and then situations change. Uh, Drake London, his agent, you know, his agent's pissed right now. <laughs> he ain't going to get paid like all these other wide receivers getting paid if he's getting one target a game and zero catches. They're going to figure something out. He's going to get his way out of there if this continues. Yeah, okay. and I, I think we could all agree that we're we're not getting rid of Cal Pitts yet. Not unless I, I can pivot to a more productive tight end. Yeah. Go ahead, Chef. Right now, week one, to me, is probably the hardest week in fantasy and in the NFL. We have no idea what these teams are actually going to install and do in the season. Yeah. Seeing 115 yards on 18 attempts, 15 completions, like – there's just not a lot of yards to go around with that. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of passes to catch. And you got Bijan catching passes now. So that sucks for you, Drake London owners, at this point. You know, I think you just have to relax. I mean, and just hope it gets better. I mean, you're trying to trade a guy that just got one target. That's going to be a rough sell to somebody this upcoming week. I think yeah. you have to relax, take it in, let it work itself out. I mean, at some point, he's going to catch a pass. I mean, he caught as many passes as we did, boys. Him and Dallas Goddard this week, same amount of passes. I threw for more yards than Joe Burrow in the Turkey Bowl. So, relax this week. Week mm-hmm. one, toughest week to kind of figure it out. Joe Burrow's been out. You know, we're going to see what these offenses are made of in the next few weeks, I think. I mean, especially like Christian Kirk not getting much attention at all. Like, I would yeah. expect that to change. But that is just where we're at. Week one. Tough week for a lot of teams. A lot of zeros on the board. So I'm just relaxing this week, holding on, waiting, and seeing what happens here. Yeah. I I don't hate that approach either. And, you know, I I will say the one thing with the whole Dallas Goddard thing, I think we can all assume that Dallas Goddard is in a much better situation than Kyle Pitts. He could have been on the scrub bed of the week, if I had to be honest. I thought that's where we might have gone. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's a bigger idea. (laughs) No, I know that that one was hard. Um, I mean, the only one that I would have said is if Olamide Zacchaeus had <laughs> anything on there, but I don't think he no. – I don't know if he even played. I don't care if he plays or not. <laughs> if he plays and they get rid of Britton Covey, I'll be fine with that for the record. Long term, what are we thinking about these guys, though? Do we think they'll be okay? Are we concerned? I mean, I think long term – they're going to outlast Arthur Smith. So my expectations for that is hopefully they get someone in there who's a competent offensive coordinator and they flourish. Agree, disagree? What do you guys think? I think they're going to be fine long-term, but I don't know if fine is on the, on the Falcons because um, I don't think Arthur Smith is going to be headed out the door anytime soon because they're winning games. Yeah. And, you know, whether it, it helps our fantasy team or not, teams like to win games, ownership likes to win games, fans like to win games. And Arthur Smith's winning games – um Pitts is a year ahead of London on his contract but both these guys are first round picks both these guys the Falcons I assume will probably want to pick up their fifth year deal um even if they're not productive so unfortunately the uh the next couple of years there this looks like the situation um that is upsetting for a lot of us but hopefully it improves by the quarterback play if Arthur Smith doesn't leave, we can at least hope that the quarterback play improves, whether that's, uh, you know, those Desmond Ritter believers out there thinking he um, can step up. I think they have to go find somebody else currently not on the team. Uh, that's probably our best bet for improving, you know, the efficiency of these players because the volume's never going to be there as long as they're under Arthur Smith. So long-term, still have my worries, but the talent's there for both these guys. 
So if I'm in the beginning of my rebuild um, or, you know, in a rebuild, I'm, I'm more than happy to go acquire these guys for that value. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to pause here for a moment and hear a word from our sponsors. At Rotowire, they realize that not all cheat sheets are created equal. Your league is unique, so your cheat sheet should be too. With Rotowire's custom rankings, you can adjust your cheat sheet based on your league's specific rules, roster settings, and scoring system for both snake and auction drafts, which I struggle with. This is fantastic. And this season, Rotowire is offering a free two day trial to our listeners. Just go to rotowire.com forward slash rewind. No credit card. No need to cancel. Just check out everything they have to offer for two days and decide which subscription plan might fit your needs. As a matter of fact, in the amount of time it took me to read this, you could have signed up. So make sure you go ahead and do it now. All right. Welcome back, everybody. So we just have some quick discussions before we head on out. Um, what, what makes you guys want to buy or sell a player early in the season? I know it's early, early. But is there anything, I mean, after one week, can you just go, I'm out or I'm in? I think when you see that a team has built their game plan around a player mm-hmm. or built their game plan without a player, a la Drake London and Kyle Pitts, as we just saw, or built it around a game player uh, like Zay Flowers that we saw uh, yes. for the Ravens. You know, they, they made that very much a part of their offense uh, going into week one. And that just shows what they've been working on in the preseason. Um, now we see it with like Puka Nakua and that just shows us, yeah, Cooper cup would kill it this year. Um, as long as he's healthy, uh, they didn't build the offense around Puka. They built the offense around Cooper. Uh, he just kind of filled that role, filled it admirably, uh, certainly. Um, so looking at how teams focus week one, I think is really important because where they focus with their volume is oftentimes, you know, what they've been working on. Now, of course they'll pivot if things don't work out in game game scripts change but looking at game scripts looking at how you know what kind of situations they and were they playing from behind is that why a player got a lot of targets or were they trying to control the clock you know seeing how they act in neutral game scripts because that's most of the time where a team will be if they're feeding a player in the neutral game script that's what i really want all right so that's how nate knows and then obviously if it's the opposite of that that's how you know to get off of a player yep for mm-hmm. sure um chev question for you now um, how do you handle a tough start to the dynasty season? Let's just say, you know, you lost the game this year, your first one, but then you start out 0-2, 0-3, but you really thought that you, your team had a chance. How do you get out of the hole? I mean, it's hard to just say, in the wise words of Porkman, stay the course, bro. <laughs> but what are you doing here if you're starting out 0-1, 0-2, 0-3? Yeah, I mean, I do want to relax a little bit. It happens. You just get slated with tough matchups. But you also have to be super active in your league. Like, if you see mm-hmm. a guy that's a value in your waivers, you have to try to attack that and get that kind of value. If that's Puka Nakua, you have him for three more weeks, hopefully, and then Cooper Cups comes back, you try to just gain value from that if you can at that point, right? So we're picking up players and trying to move them and find – ways to get more assets and whatnot. You know, if you're competing, you have to look. If you lost J.K. Dobbins and you don't have a backup plan, you have to look elsewhere. You have to try to find his value somewhere because he looked like a good back. You knew he was going to have a good upcoming season. If he stayed healthy, it didn't happen. So I think you just have to be super active. Look at other owners that are 0-2, 0-3. It's been one week, and I see teams already booking it in and trying to sell and be – the next guy with 45 picks. I've already seen that in my leagues. I've seen it. 
those people are out there as well. They're trying to get rid of assets at this point. You know, I'm not trading away the farm to get some of these players, but why not send trades out? Send trade mm-hmm. and see what happens. Sometimes if you send a third and for somebody, they might just accept it. You never know unless you send that trade out. So I think you just have to be super active at this point. Work the trades, work the waiver wire, and just continue to press on. I mean, we've seen it where you face the three best teams. I'm about to do it in my work league, and I'm about to be pissed. I might be on three to start off because I have some people that are resting up and getting ready for the third and fourth week. But just stay the course. Be super active, folks. Stay the course. Stay the course. You forgot the bro at the end, but that's okay. <laughs> We're going to let you slide on that one. So that's all we got for tonight, and we will see you guys next time.